Welcome to the MX Vice post-race podcast presented by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS and a 12k carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula helmet has changed the game. Jorge Prado, uh, MXGP of Portugal. Obviously your first win of the season, and first win in a little while actually, so nice to get this one, nice to get this monkey off your back, nice to get the wins start rolling again, and yeah, this, I feel like this will give you a nice boost moving forward. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... It's great to get the first one out of the way. It was a tough way. Well, I say, wait, wait a minute. Bye. So, it's been a long time since my last victory last year in Lockhead, and it felt like every race that uh, go by and didn't win took. It was even harder to come back and and get it done. So I'm super happy I could make it happen this weekend. I think it's a step forward in the right direction and. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. It was uh, it was hard, but we made it happen. This was actually in your head a little bit. Then you were thinking like, "Damn, I need to win again. I need to win again. Like, how can I get this thing done?" Yeah, well, I knew I had the I knew I had the speed. I knew I had the fitness. But I mean, I think I think it was a little bit the pressure that I put on myself that pulled me back and didn't let me ride like I I used to ride loose and I was quite tight and. And even today, I, I, it wasn't my best riding, but I just made it happen. And I think it will help me, like I said, for the next couple of races to ride a little bit more loose and to, you know, just focus on riding, not so much about other things like on winning or whatever. So, but, so, um, so yeah, I'm very happy. Did you start uh, thinking about the overall victory from the start of the second moto? When did that start to like play with your head a little bit and you started thinking more about just bringing it home? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, from the start of the second mode, I was like, okay, let's uh, let's get to the finish line and don't crash and and don't make any mistakes and uh, and it was hard, especially when guys are pulled a little bit away and then he kind of controlled the situation. I knew he he had it under control because at one point, also myself, you know, we weren't really uh, like pushing over the limits, yeah. and I also had everything controlled, but I think that. That was the moment where I start thinking, and um, and five, the last five laps, I would say, they were took very long, took very very long to to finish the moto. Um, Glenn was coming; he really wanted to to catch me, and um, and yeah, I I was thinking about the victory. I was thinking to don't make any mistakes. I was thinking about a little bit, or I wouldn't say a little bit, but way too much about other things. So I. We bring it home and that's it. And then there was that Sometimes moment. Even if I think now, like, come on, no, no, no. Then there was that moment on the last lap in the first corner where you got all, oh, yeah. you were in all kinds of shapes. I was okay. I will, I will make a fast lap on the last lap, and then I go like a little bit sideways in that uh, corner next to the start. I was like, okay, no, no, no. Let's take it easy. Don't get too aggressive. But it's because I was, I was stressed. You know, because I was, I saw my, I was seeing the victory, but yeah. at the same time, I see a guy that was hunting me so like I don't like this situation and and uh, you know I came into that situation because I was overthinking everything 
and so hopefully for the next races I can you know ride more relaxed and and just ride like I know too. What about um, the first moto? Obviously Brian was riding amazing, putting pressure on you. But if he had gotten close enough to really make try and make a pass, do something, did you feel like you had more in the tank to step it up a little bit? I I think it was like eight minutes ago. He was a little bit close, and then I just pulled a couple of corners, a couple of sectors, a little bit fast, and uh, and then I pulled a little bit of a gap. And uh, I think the pace wasn't wasn't too high. I mean, we were riding quite or at least myself I wasn't riding really on the limits on the first motor so I was I had everything under control and then I saw team coming but I knew he he would not catch me even though in the last lap he came you know quite close to us but I I knew I had something in the tank if I really had to I I would you know have something for him but um, yeah it was great to get a first first motor win there uh last question because we've ended up in the car park <laughs> um Obviously, not much time before Trentino, but what's one thing at the moment you really want to work on, something you want to fix, something that you think will make you that little bit better? To don't stress too much and to don't put too much pressure on myself because that leads to a um, very, like, like feels like the race days are very long for yeah. me lately. I just put so much pressure on myself that I'm just tired from all the pressure I just put on myself. Not really from riding or anything, just from the pressure. But it's normal. It's part of the game. But uh, like I told you in the um, earlier in the interview, um, my last win was in Lockett last year. I mean, so many rounds passed. Yeah. You know, uh, we rode so many uh, rounds, and I didn't win anymore till today. So how more rounds go by, harder it gets to win. Yeah. For example, team won the first, the second, the third one came easy to him, and then I could stop him now. Yeah. Okay, now it's a break point to, okay, let's try to do the same. Now, my, my turn. <laughs> um, one more quick question. Oh, okay, team. Stop, stop. <laughs> um, so do you, you say you put pressure on yourself and you think a bit too much. Is that just on race day or do you, are you kind of like that as a person anyway? Like on Wednesday in the middle of the week, are you thinking a lot always? No, actually it's on race day. And I think it's because the last year so I had so many injuries that, I don't know, you don't want to take any, any risk. And that pulls you a little bit back yeah. in some situations. You know, for example, Argentina, I really feel like I, I saw everywhere risks yeah. and I didn't feel comfortable. And that's uh, one of the things that, why I was not riding like myself and um, and in, in certain points on the track where I see something that can be dangerous, I... Pff, I don't go like maybe a couple of years ago. I yeah. would go okay. I just go wide open and okay. I think I have everything in the, in the like I have everything uh, under control. And then maybe you crash. I don't know. And uh, I, I really don't want to get into that situation of being in the ground and getting hurt and being on the couch just trying to get back racing. I really don't want to do that. So I just want to race and. And if it takes a little bit longer, it's not a problem because the season is long. I just want to be on the podium and ride loose and try to ride like myself. That's it. Yeah, Paul Jonas, uh, MXGP of Portugal. Another positive race in your comeback to full fitness. Um, good speed, good results, edging closer to that podium. Uh, yeah, everything, a lot of things to be happy about, I'd say. Yeah, uh, on the paper, yes, but just overall, I'm not really happy with, with my riding at the moment. For sure, you know, I cannot expect nothing more you know considering the time on the bike but uh it's just frustrating you know to ride uh right there when i know how i could do it you know because now i just can do uh 
let's say 10 minutes in a proper pace and then I'm slowly <laughs> just cruising around same like yesterday in the quality race when I came back I just said that I cannot believe I finished fourth with that riding you know so uh, yeah today I think we went 7-5 so on paper it looks pretty good you know I'm I'm pretty I would not say happy but it's it's okay you know it's still decent points and uh, just need to put hours on the bike which will for sure help and uh, like now you know it's a it's a new bike we just still need to find uh, the perfect balance and uh, just perfect setup was it more bike setup today than your like conditioning then uh no no like we actually we found out like pretty good setup especially for the same i was feeling really good you know <coughs> with the uh, suspension guys and uh, uh also with the team you know we we found out pretty good setup so that was just just myself you know i could <coughs> second moto I did like I was behind Geyser and Prado, and then I was I looked at the clock. I was still 19 minutes to go. I'm like, oh, fucking hell! And uh, it was tough, but uh, <laughs> I still survived fifth. So uh, it's it, it's okay, you know. Just need to get my hands back to the full fitness. That's that's the most important thing because overall I feel pretty good. It's just pure riding fitness. The arms are killing me, you know. After after a while, it's not really arm pump. They just get tired, you know, like a typical motocross muscles. I guess this was always going to be a tough race on your arms, hands, because obviously we've got EMX classes here, so it gets rougher. It's a slower track, so this was always going to be maybe a little more difficult than Argentina in your comeback. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, even, you know, this track always gets more bumpy. And like yesterday, actually, I was pretty happy because the track was uh, quite flat compared to the day because today they rip it really deep. So it was more like hard, like a sand track than the hard pack track. So... Uh, yeah, it's obviously the track gets a lot rougher, but let's say, you know, between the MX2 models, before MX2 models, they always prep the track quite a lot. So it didn't get actually that bumpy as I was expecting. So, but still some sketchy takeoffs. And <laughs> the worst was, you know, the, the, the ruts on the landings. Oh, those are gnarly. <laughs> How did you manage to hold cold enough off for so long in a second moto? Because it did look like you were fighting. And like you say, you were watching the clock. Did you really have to dig deep for that one? Like, were you, did you kind of know it was a matter of time? Yeah, I, I just tried to stick to my lines and uh, not do anything crazy. You know, I, I felt that he's faster in some places, but I knew that if I change the line, I try to do something different that I will mess it up. <laughs> I just try to stick to my lines and uh, just <laughs> just do the jumps. <laughs> so that was that was the main goal because like in the waves, like actually the second one, I found pretty good line there. So it was not that bad. But, uh, you know, like that triple step up. Yeah. There I was every time when I was coming, you know, it was quite sketchy and I was like, oh, yeah, I did it. So uh, <laughs> it was fine. And then also near the pit lane, that was that was heavy for me. Those braking bombs were killing me. Since um, since Argentina, have you been able to ride, train, test like you would if you were fully healthy and everything was normal? Or are you still having to take it a little easy? No, not even close. You know, like I was expecting that I will, I will be able to do uh, much more riding, but... After Argentina, we went riding on Thursday and still had the arm pump from the race, so <laughs> that, that was quite bad. And then, then I got a little bit sick, which also didn't help. So actually, we did I don't know one hour on the bike again. Oh. So it's nothing, you know. We just did small changes on the bike, which helped. So that was a good improvement. And uh, yeah, for me, it's just like I said, this bike time, and I need to heal my hand. And now it's just finally starting to feel better, just in a normal normal day you know I can uh, uh, I don't need to worry about it when I do just normal things so at the moment the toughest part is breaking bombs there I struggle a lot because the thumb there is not enough strength in it 
So, uh, but it will come with a time, you know, you just need time and uh, time on a bike. Uh, last thing, what are we thinking then? Obviously, we've got a race next weekend, so things aren't going to get that much better before then. Uh, but then we've got a weekend off. So do you think maybe Latvia you'll be getting much closer to 100% or is it going to maybe be more like Majora? You need that little bit more time. I think I need a little bit more time. <coughs> it will be uh, it will be tough to be close to 100% in Latvia because, you know, like now we have one week and it's uh, Italy. So till Latvia is only three weeks. And, you know, in between the GPs, you know, it's not uh, not so much you can do. It's still, you know, can do some riding now and finally starting to feel good. So hopefully do more hours on a bike this week but uh, yeah I just need some more uh, weekends off you know like two weeks in between where I can do proper proper training again. Okay, uh, Jeremy Sewer, MXGP of Portugal. First of all you've just seen me walking out interviewing Prado it was I had to ignore you it was very awkward are we okay are we gonna get through this are we gonna be okay? Uh, we got through some a lot tougher things this weekend so this I think I, I think I will get through this also no no problem but I was waiting for you like you know I well I had to talk to the winner first obviously you know yeah yeah I understand I can't I can't say anything about that I mean yeah but I'm also very happy that like you're talking to me because two weeks ago <laughs> this time two weeks ago I don't even think you knew what Nate your name was or what yeah. country you were in but yeah. you know you're in Portugal now yeah. you know like you're good yes I'm very very good I mean looking at the results it's not like uh, wow amazing you know podium stuff but or you know but like you said two weeks ago which is not that no. long of a time I was somewhere in the magic woods however you want to call it and I I thought you know okay I have two weeks for Portugal it will be fine I went through this before I I had some experience but it took me long and it was it was tough and uh, honestly I considered not racing even on Friday still but for some reason I could turn it around and I have to say it's like crazy what the human body is capable of like again like it's for me because I'm the only guy who can judge this I'm okay I've done 150 chippies another fun thing but that was actually the toughest one and it feels like a miracle seeing how I was on Thursday, Friday to make it happen the way I did actually to be honest you know. So when I was here clapping you on Friday for doing 150 you were thinking well I might not even be racing so. Yeah, I was asking you like yeah but when does it count for 150 when I do one lap in free practice or I need to be at the Stargate for the first model like I still I didn't get an answer actually. Well, no I just count if I count it as long as you do one gate drop. So, so qualifying race, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Race. Well, you're at the GP. That's counting. Yeah, yeah, if you if you sat behind a start gate, you've been at the GP. Like, you can't say you haven't come here. Yeah, well, I think honestly, yeah, you need one gate drop to make it count. But on Sunday, let's that's the rule, right? Because well, either way, you've done it. So yeah, I've done it. I've done two gate drops. Yeah. I like you know, all good. We I've done it. One fifty. Now that's it. I mean. That's that's yeah. an I mean, two hundred. We are going for two hundred. We're not stopping here. I honestly, I take day by day, chippy after chippy. You know, uh, who would uh, thought about when I started my career? I got to go to one fifty in a row and stuff. And now, yeah, here we are. But this stuff you can't plan. You know, I rather plan to you know win and do podiums and have success, and the rest will come uh, itself. But I think, anyways, there will be no guy on this uh, planet to ever catch me, right? Probably not. Well, no one can even make it for a season at the moment. We're at round four and there's like two riders here, so... Yeah, so I think, you know, this one is in the books, yeah. but now I need to work on uh, on the wins and the championships, you know. This is not in the books well, yet. 
150 GPs, 41 podiums. That's a nice balance. Quite nice. And honestly, I was quite close to a podium today. All I had to do is pass Glenn and uh, Pauls, and I tried to pass Pauls, and I just, yeah, he shut the door in front of me, but at least I tried. I was worried that you crashed because it was the end of the day. You'd done a lot of riding. I was thinking maybe his head isn't quite there right now, but no. <laughs> Probably you saw me already three minutes before, like in Argentina, pulling in the pit lane. <laughs> Being in a good position, saying, yeah, far, I can't ride anymore. That's what you probably thought. No, but no. no you rode into the pits in Argentina and yeah. said, what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, what am I doing here? Okay, let's go home. <laughs> no, like... I, I just, think you thought you were at Lommel on a practice day. <laughs> probably. I, I don't remember. I can't... Like, I have quite a bit uh, hours uh, are lost in my head. But anyways, we are here now. All is fine. Luckily, uh, you know... I have one of the best helmet in the world, which because the impact was massive. I mean, on the video, it's like, wow, I hit my head. I smashed it pretty hard. So all good. And yeah, that second module, you know, I saw Pauls getting tired and uh, I waited a bit. And then I was like, OK, that's my moment outside. Boom, I pushed on the brakes. And somehow, yeah, he saw me and he shut the door and pushed quite hard. And I was a bit unlucky the way how I catched his rear wheel, like my front went up and I just fall, fell over but I lost three positions for that one but you know and like I said where we came from two weeks ago anything uh, this feels like a win you know yeah, you have to be happy with today like even if you'd come even if you had gone 10-10 like yeah. the goal here was just getting points and you got yeah. more than enough points so like I don't think you can expect any more okay a podium was close so you think about that yes. but somehow I'm a bit like already starting to be like a bit pissed like oh, I was that close to a podium but this is like a, it, this would be the miracle like done because the goal yesterday quali race I did the siding lap and yeah I started to feel better but still just you know I had to stay very calm and don't get into anything stupid and I was like okay if I manage top 15 I have a, at least some kind of gate yeah. for tomorrow and yeah, I finished fifth yesterday. So, you know, that's that's to explain what went through my mind and where I came from. You know? Obviously, you got good starts-ish this weekend. So, But like you got a good enough start where each time you were in clean air and there wasn't like people cross-jumping you and stuff. If you'd started 15th and there were people cross-jumping you, coming from every angle, do you think that would have been a lot for your brain to handle and then maybe things would have gone sideways? Actually, that was the funny thing. I mean, okay, let's, to be honest, I was the guy cross-jumping in Argentina. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, that was... Poor, let's just take a second to say, poor Olsen, who hasn't made it here because yeah. of you. Yes, no, that was a... I mean, we didn't talk about that incident yet, and I have no idea anymore, don't remember, but I've seen it on video, but it's easy to explain. Like, you know, uh, the main race line on that jump was jumping from right to left. Yeah. That's how I raced every moto and every lap basically because you come out of a left corner you get to the outside you jump to the left for the next ride and i i had no clue olsen was there because he was clearly behind me on that moment yeah. when i decided well, you could so like out the corner of your eye you couldn't see anyone so you were like it's fine i thought i was alone and i was like a little in the bed i was like fifth position so i thought okay i focus in the front to open up the corner so and then i didn't scrub too much because that charm i had a huge crash like at on suzuki days i went over the bar there once for kicking and i didn't really scrub so i jumped a bit higher and then out of nowhere olsen pushed pretty hard and thought he 
could jump on the left of me and he scrubbed quite low and yeah there we were on the floor you know so yeah that's that's the situation it's just no nobody's fault not even thomas's fault not my fault it just shit happened you know and that's for the cross jumping thing but yeah definitely it helps to have good starts luckily nowadays uh, 90% of my starts are very good um, and I can have clean air in the first few laps which helps and uh, it helped me again this weekend so that's pretty positive uh, one more thing about your little brain, just so we get that covered. Um, obviously, you have had concussions before. You can't remember much from like Sunday, Monday. Have you ever had it this bad, or like the memory? Has, has your memory ever been this bad? Like, obviously, your little brain. Obviously, you've had a little bit of a knock. And honestly, you know, yes, I had. I mean, it's four years ago. My last concussion. Um, same place, different story. But um, I had. I, I remember less from four years ago. That's a crazy thing, you know. That that's a concussion. You can't really, you know, a broken bone is a broken bone, okay. But the concussion is like hard to predict a bit because four years ago, I rem- the first thing I remember was like far midnight, like when I got back to be myself. Where this time I remember when I it's a few hours before. But last time, like a few days after, I felt normal again. I was like, okay, let's go, let's training, two motos. I went to the next race two weeks after. Yeah, it's fine. Now I was like every day like, oh, when does it get better? When does it get better? You know, so it's hard to judge. You can't really say the worst or not. Uh, Any concussion is not good. You know, that's always an injury where you can't choke about because it's your brain. You need your brain. it, from the outside, I look fine, but you know, it's just it's just uh, the toughest injury you can have, I think, especially for your whole life, kind of thing. But uh, I'm I'm happy, I'm fine, I'm happy, I will recover 100%, and and I still keep some of my smartness, a little bit, a little bit, only a smidge. Um, I just thought, so you were so crazy in Argentina, well, not crazy, but so not. Okay, crazy. But you gave a jersey away. And if the person who got a jersey from you is listening to this, please send someone a message because we don't know how you got the jersey. Yeah, this is still now like... When I went out of the paddock, I gave away one of the Maradona jerseys. The one, the one. And I don't remember at all to who. And we're trying to find out to who I gave that thing to, but... Please, if you listen, I, I don't mind. You can keep it, but I want to know who you are. <laughs> um, last thing, last thing. Obviously, we haven't got much time before Trentino, so not much is going to change. But Trentino, do you think you can sit there and say, right, I want a podium? Or are you still going to be in the mode where you're like, I'll take what I can get and let's get through the weekend? I wish um, or I hope I can be like, let's get a yeah. podium. That's my goal this week. But... I mean, I made huge steps the last 72 hours from rock bottom still to, to yeah, 30 points yeah. I did today. But depends on how I feel tomorrow and Tuesday. I might wake up tomorrow again. My body says, okay, you, you ask that much energy this weekend. Now I go back to rock bottom. It might be I wake up, ah, I'm improving. I'm getting better. So it's another six days and uh, hopefully I can make some good steps and if all goes well I think I should be yeah able to to you know fight again for a podium and stuff
Calvin Landerin, uh, MXGP of Portugal. Another very positive weekend. If you start at the back, you make passes, or second moto, you clearly can run top five speed. So, happy days. Like I feel like everything's in place moving forward. You know you can do it either way. And yeah, everything's good. You say you say another good weekend, like it's happened before this year. This is the first good weekend I've had, actually. This year. I was impressed at Mantova. I even texted yeah, yeah, you and said you rode well. That's true. That's I was true. the only person watching you at Mantova, but I was impressed. But the results don't show that, and a lot of people don't see that. Well, I'm, that's why I'm but, here. Yeah, you see it, you see it. Um, but yeah, a solid day. I'm really happy with the, the steps that we've made in the, the couple of weeks that we had off. I think um, not going to Argentina was a little bit of a blessing in disguise that um, I could get a little bit of extra bike time, which I needed. We did a little bit of testing and um, definitely improved. And, and, you know, this is where I should be. Already from first GP, I should have been battling inside the top 10. And this is, this is uh, yeah, where Calvin should be. So I'm, I'm happy, I'm satisfied. Now it's just making that next step uh, to get inside the top five. I was a bit worried to maybe miss in Argentina. Like, it has been a month since Mantova, and everyone you're racing has raced. I was wondering if that would maybe make you a bit rusty uh, in the first moto yesterday, whatever. Did you feel that a little bit? Or? Um, I think so, um, but I don't want to use that as, as an excuse because, I, I mean, I struggled in the first motor today just with the fight, you know. I, I I could follow the guys easily, and I felt like I was faster than them in front, but I just didn't have the fight to, to pass them. And I felt maybe... Yeah, I don't want to make it as an excuse that I didn't go to Argentina and race, but um, definitely race time helps and uh, getting that yeah, race rhythm and, and that fighting. Um, but yeah, otherwise, second motor, I had that. The first couple laps made some good passes and um, almost got Jonas in the last lap. Obviously, I've been happy with how you've ridden so far or how you've, everything's gone so far, but it sounds like you haven't. So I guess that second moto was kind of like a nice validation that, okay, everything is there, this is good, and I am going in a good direction. 100%. Like, I don't know, this beginning of the season wasn't great for me. Like, I think both GPs, I was outside the top 10 um, in all races, and it just wasn't really clicking. Um, but I didn't change anything in the program, nothing like that. Just kept doing what I was doing, and I knew that once I start having more bike time, get more comfortable with the bike, um, you know, things will improve and my results will, will get better, and that's exactly what's what's happened. So let's, I'll continue like this and uh, just try and get get better. I want to get better starts and run up front. Like, this is my next step that I want to do. Well, uh, talking about starts, uh, you need an engine to do that. Talking about engines, star. I can actually talk to you about this and only you. Um, you've got star engines in the bike this year. You didn't last year. What's the differences? What's the benefits? What are you working on? How is it? How is everything? Tell me. I just want everything. Um, it's really, it's really awesome opportunity that we've gotten this year. Um, already end of last year, I was pushing hard to make this happen um, because last year we really struggled with the with the engines, and um, literally last year I had one engine that was this was the setting for the whole year and I had to run like that so this year there's a lot more things we can change and improve um, one thing that is tough is sometimes communication because they are on the other side of the world so when we do want to change something we you know it's a phone call but sometimes when you face to face you can really explain better um, so there's this, there's some small things that we still need to improve on um, but honestly the bike is, is awesome like power wise it's a uh, I can't complain like I there's no reason why I shouldn't be winning races and, and be fighting for podiums with the bike that I have now. It's it's a, it's really a, really good to have a star behind us and have their experience, um, you know, helping us. How does that communication thing work? Like, do you have a meeting every Monday? Can like, if you say after free practice yesterday, you needed to talk to someone, could you call them then? Like, how does that actually work? 
Um, I try to do all my testing uh, like during the week. So like on the race weekends, I don't have any contact with them. Um, but we do have an engine mechanic this year who is our communication or who's my communication or the middle the middleman between Star and, and me. Um, but sometimes I like to explain myself what I need and then I'll pick up a call, uh, pick up a phone and call call Brad from Star and explain to him exactly what I need and Gareth Swanepoel also I've known him for years he's also the test rider there so he can also help me with uh, what I need. Do you feel like a bit of a factory rider with this Star engine like the way the communication is the way you can make changes like are you that flexible where it's almost like being on a factory team where you say you need something and you can get it even though it may take a little while longer? Mm, it's still not like a factory team um I'm trying to make it like I'm trying to make it um, a factory team, to be honest. Um, but I have everything I need to to perform. Um, still, there's some things in the team that we can improve on um, regarding uh, structure, communication, um, more professional, being more professional, things like that. Um, but that's not really my job. Um, but still, um, bike-wise, it's definitely like a factory bike. I can't uh, can't complain about that. What's the biggest benefit of a star engine compared to last year? Like, what's the biggest? Where where is it a lot better? Um, power. It has a lot more power. Um, but for me, as a rider, I don't really need that much horsepower. I just like um, controllable power and a little more bottom power. Um, and then also just the to being a, being able to change what I want. And and really, last year I was really um, in a box with what I could do with the bike. And this year there's so many things, and they they are they are improving all the time with their bike. So whatever the, whenever they improve, they are helping us improve as well. So there's honestly not many weeks where we don't try think new things on the bike and we really just trying to improve all the time which is which is probably the the most yeah most difference are the changes that they make in america like immediately effective here or like obviously the tracks are very different here their outdoor tracks are all very similar they're not even really into outdoor testing yet so do you have to kind of try to bridge the gap a little bit to make it perfect for a track like trentino for instance which they have no experience with knowledge with anything like that exactly the the americans do like their bikes a little different to what i like them um and that's also for them to learn what i like is also uh you know they've also been trying to learn what i like this year and it's for them it's also new um but they're trying to to get me what exactly what i want um, but you're yeah, like going to Trentino or something. They don't have any experience with tracks like this, so so I'll have to use my knowledge to set up the bike perfectly for me. I guess it's one of those things where, like, if you went to America to do a week of testing with them, that would actually be useless because it would have to work the other way where they'd have to come here because you going and testing for a week in America on American tracks would really not do anything for you here. Yeah, and there's th- there's still a few differences like. Um, they use different fuel to us, which we are not allowed to use, and this also makes a big difference. Wait, so you, wait, wait. You're restricted with what fuel you're allowed to use here. Yeah, I think the the octane is like one o. I don't know. I, I don't know. But we are restricted. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> we are restricted with what we use yeah. fuel-wise, and they use like uh, really high octane, which we are not allowed to use. So um, remember when in the USA, like the the nations when they were. Italy was, yeah, yeah. yeah, because they used the wrong fuel. Yeah, and it smells a lot more like exactly. racy there. Exactly, exactly. So this also, I think, helps the bike. And there's some small differences like altitude when you're there and things like that. So they, the best would be if they fly here and spend a week uh, testing here. But that's not going to happen because they're so busy over there. Uh, last thing, well, you kind of answered it there. But last thing, because I've just gone mental over this engine. Um, 
are you expecting to have someone from Star at any races this year on their off weekend? Like, is that in the plan for someone to actually come here and just live a GP for the weekend? Um, honestly, I haven't even discussed that with anyone yet. I feel that would be a good idea. It would be really cool. It would be really cool. Good for me. I need a manager? <laughs> um, no, it's just, it would be cool to have someone uh, from Star coming to, to help out. Ruben Fernandes, uh, MXGP of Portugal. There are good things to take from every GP you've done so far. The speed is obviously very good. And if you stay upright, you can be right in there battling for podiums. The problem is you need to stay upright. So I guess it's frustrating in a way, but it's also nice to know that you've, quite, you've got everything you need to do well in this class. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as you said, the speed is good. Uh, Saturday I went one on, fra on free practice, one on time practice, and then I was maybe a little bit too much into it. So I was even... I, I thought I could go one on, on, on the quality race as I started second. But, you know, uh, had a race incident and then that, that just took all my chances away. So, uh, and then apart from that, I had another crash where I hurt myself quite bad. Uh, and then for, for today races, it was, it was difficult starting from the last gate and, uh, and also with all the physical, with my physical condition from, from yesterday. So yeah, uh, speed is good, but uh, we just have to put everything in place to, to be solid on the motors, uh, don't make uh, mistakes like we have been doing uh, last races and, and then I think everything will be fine but yeah we will be we will in and i think i feel him better and better every weekend so i was honestly surprised you even raced today because like you say that qualifying crash looked hard like it took you a while to get up but i heard you only hurt your finger or something <laughs> no actually i have pain er everywhere on my body but especially i had pain on my thumb and okay. and you know all the bumps all the impacts go yeah. on, on there so uh, as I went out on, on the warm-up this morning, I felt really bad. It was really, really painful. Because yeah, you only did a couple of laps, didn't you? Yeah, and it, they weren't good. They weren't good. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, after a few anti-inflammatories and stuff, uh, I made it, uh, and with the adrenaline, of course, always, uh, I made it uh, through the races. But I gotta say, second race, I was already, I already started without energy to say after the all the peels and stuff from the inflammatories and shit but but you know uh, it was what it is and i think we made a good job after after all so the crashes that you've had this year can you is there any way that you can explain them at all like do you know why they're happening are you just getting a bit too excited like or is it just something that you can't even explain some i would say half of them i wouldn't be able to explain them you know there were just strange things happening but yeah, I guess some some of the others were uh, a little bit, you know, it's my the way I am, you know, as a as a rider, so I, I really like to put 100% and even more out there. So I will always give uh, more than my best, and uh, sometimes it doesn't go it doesn't well, go well. So you know, that's something I need to learn to to stay calm and uh, make it through the races where that are obviously 30 minutes plus two laps. So it's time enough to make uh, make different things happen. So. Obviously, you are on a factory 450 as well. So you're working on managing that power and trying to find the right amount for you where you've got enough, but also not too much. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, to to say uh, in the beginning of the on the season, I wasn't I didn't feel ready at all. Like I didn't have a, a proper uh, and enough time uh, on the 450 yet. So uh, because it was a late decision, wasn't it? Like, how did that even work? Because I, I can't really remember, but I just remember it all being very confusing. Yeah, you know, I raced it in, in Mantova, and then from there it took some time to realize what's go, what was going to happen with me. 
and uh, and then also the season started very early and it ended up very late as well last year so uh, we didn't really have uh, really the time we would like to on the 450 but I feel like um, like we're getting there now is each race I'm feeling better with it you know I used to get arm from the first races but now um, I'm just way more loose so that's a good thing and I think we we will keep improving every 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 race and as you said the, the speed is is there and it's coming uh, better and better so uh, so yeah just gotta just miss something and it's keeping it on to it so we will work on that Seeing as you're on a full factory bike, are you working direct with the HRC technicians or do you have your own guys that talk to HRC? Like, how does that work between the two teams? Uh, well, I don't know if I can give a lot of details about That's it. fine, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I can say, yes, I have a, a, a good engine and, yeah. uh, and then, you know, it, it works a little bit together with... Uh, with the with the guy <laughs> with all, with both teams. Uh, you're fine. HRC have said you've got a full factory bike, so you are fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm on one four rider, but you know I have a good engine, so that's good. Um, <laughs> last thing, um, what's something you're looking to improve or work on with the bike, or even yourself? Is there one thing that you're still trying to? Obviously, like you say, you got a late start on a 450. So is there one thing with a bike you're trying to figure out, test with, make better? Mm, nah, not really. It's just myself. Uh, Getting getting comfortable with the bike at each time more and more, and uh, and you know work on being uh, patient on uh, keeping on two wheels and trying to put uh, uh, two motors together and uh, and, and mistake free and uh, and yeah it's uh, it's only getting experience on the class you know it's my first season on MCP rookie season so uh, so I think uh, it's a learning season pretty much. Mikel Harrop, MXGP of Portugal. Another week, another podium. This is starting to look like it could become a regular thing for you. Um, Argentina was great, but this was even better because second overall, obviously a career best um, result, but also you could have won today. Like you had that speed. So this is this is going quite well. Yeah, I mean, I, I did very well this weekend. Um, actually, it didn't start out so great. I was a little bit disappointed with my pace in the practice. Let's just make some small mistakes on my quick laps uh, which didn't give me the best results but uh, I'll keep on working on that and hopefully soon we'll be in the top five also in the time practice um, but yeah seems like I've got the races dialed in because uh, I've getting I've been getting really good results uh, got my first hole shot in first motor which was sick I, I was a bit nervous when running in first and I, I mean it was a new situation for me but uh, I think I handled it well and after a couple of laps I was starting to feel feel comfortable and my flow started to come back and uh, yeah by the end of the race I was starting to battle VL for the lead which was sick. Sakamoto I uh, I got a good jump but I clicked out my whole shot just as I left the gate oh, yeah. so I was wheeling all the way up down up the straight because otherwise I think I might have done another whole shot but okay I still managed to get out of the situation pretty well and um, I think by the end of lap one I was in like sixth or fifth or something. Did a few passes and uh, yeah I just Battling for, for, for the top three positions, um, but uh, didn't manage to get the pass. I mean, the track was so rough in the end, and it was difficult to like set the passes up because there were so many ruts. So, But I was happy with my riding, and um, we will just try to improve from here and make it even better for the next weekend because I feel like I've still got uh, more pace in me. 
I guess this means now, next time you do get a whole shot, you'll be more relaxed, it will come a bit more natural to you, and that's how you start edging closer to that win now. Yeah, I mean, you get used to the situation, and for me that was a first, so, and the guy I was battling has been, uh, yeah, doing it for so many, so many races, so, yeah, I was happy with it, and, uh, yeah, next time hopefully I'll be a little bit more calm, and uh, we'll be able to set the pace up a little bit earlier in the, in the race, and hopefully we'll get past them next time. When you uh, started closing on Vial towards the end of the first moto, were you looking at the number 28 and thinking, I can't believe I'm doing this, what's going on? Like, even then, did, you, did your mind start going a bit crazy? Nah, I'm, I'm starting to feel pretty comfortable, though. I'm, I'm, I'm confident in what I can do, and uh, as soon as I can feel like my pace is up there, then I don't worry too much about who it is, because, I mean, a couple of years ago, we were battling, or I, even, I was even beating him. So, But yeah, of course, he's strong. And, uh, and the guys have been doing really well, but I also feel like uh, I've got the speed to battle them. So I'm not, I don't feel out of, out of situation. I don't feel like I, I shouldn't be there, you know. I, I've, I've got my pace and uh, yeah, we'll just continue doing like this. I can't remember if we talked about it in Argentina, but every single round this year, your speed at the end of the moto has been really good. Like Matali, Mantova, everywhere. So clearly your fitness is like on point. And I guess that's a nice thing to know in the motos because if you're in a battle at the halfway mark, you're like, well... In 10 laps time, I'm going to be feeling fresh. Yeah, I, I, I seem to be pretty fit. I mean, all, all the other guys are just not so fit. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. Every every time towards the end of the race, I start catching up. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, I feel like that's not the, the point where I have to work so much on. I will continue, obviously, training and stuff like that. But I think where I will focus more on is the intensity in those first couple of laps because I feel like if I... If I get the passes done a little bit early in the motor, I'll be able to battle for the wins as well, you know, because that's where the difference makes. Because if I get the passes done later on in the race, the, the first couple of guys is typically gone by then, you know, and it's difficult to close up a gap like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's early in the season, so we've still got so much time to improve. And, uh, yeah, now third in the world, so that's not too bad. Um, last thing, is there still a big difference between your practice bike and your race bike? And I guess you've mentioned uh, the practice sessions earlier. I guess that's kind of the reason for that. And also, do you know when that's going to start to become more similar? Well, um, I did some changes to make it more difficult to ride in practice. Yeah. Not because I, I know I would the setup I would run in practice would be quicker if I did something else. Yeah. But I've chosen to make it more difficult for myself in order to make it more like with the race bike. Yeah. Just because it's so much quicker. Um, but we are still working on getting a bike which is even quicker in practice in order to make it easier for me to adapt when coming to the races. But we are not at that point yet, so there's still loads of things we can work on. Okay, uh, Tom Vial, uh, MXGP of Portugal. Another overall victory, your second one in a row. So that's nice, you're definitely back to your normal self. Um, yeah, you've got the momentum right now. Seems like you've made steps forward, so I guess everything's finally heading in a good direction. Yeah, um, nice to win. Uh, of course, the GP had a tough Saturday, so uh, I, to be uh, to say the truth, I didn't expect to win. Uh, like I wanted, of course, to be on the podium, but uh, to catch a win like I did today, won in first moto and yeah, leading in second moto and finished second. So it was a nice way to uh, to finish the weekend because uh, after Saturday it was a little bit tough. I was starting on the gate, it was pretty far for the for the start. It's really short the start, so yeah. No, it was nice. Uh, I had a great feeling on the bike. Everything went pretty well. Uh, track was tough. A lot of fat on the track. So slippery, dangerous the first few laps. So happy to, to walk away from, from today from, uh, from Portugal. Obviously, the qualifying race yesterday was um, 
eventful for you. It looked like you were getting really frustrated, sat behind the guys. Did you feel that yourself? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was much faster than Kai. He was he was riding pretty slow, and he was also every corner trying to block me. He was more focused on blocking me than riding fast, yeah. you know. So it was of course a little bit frustrating. Uh, so I tried to pass him two laps, two or three laps to go, and then I had a crash. Of course, yeah, it was a little bit frustrating, but. He didn't do anything wrong to uh, to me, so I was okay. Today I didn't even think about it anymore. But um, no, of course, uh, yeah, I should have stayed a little bit more calm yesterday to be a bit more inside for the start. The first motor today, obviously, you controlled that from the halfway point on. But to be fair, Mikkel did give you a good race. He was yeah. with you the whole time. Did you have more speed in you? Like, if he really made a push, could you have stepped it up again, or was that all you had? Yeah, I could a little bit push a bit more, but I was track was was uh, tricky a little bit wet you know some spots at, at spot they rip deep some place so it was tough it was also riding good yeah. and yeah let's say i was i had a good rhythm so i was just uh, following my pace control controlling a little bit and uh he was pushing the last two three laps so i think i had the purple lap in the last lap yeah you did that was good so yeah i could push a little bit more if he was even more pushing uh, what about the second moto with Yago? Once he got by, did you kind of think about the overall? Did you think about yeah, chasing him? I, I think about the overall a little bit. Uh, Yago was pushing a lot. When he passed me, I saw he did a few times uh, right left with the bike. was a little bit some sketchy move. But uh, he was pushing a lot. He was fast. I For two, three laps, I lose a bit of rhythm. Then I fend it back the last four laps. I ride pretty good. But yeah, no, it was uh, one and second. You know, it's, uh, I learned from last year that he's... <laughs> You cannot win every single yes. motor, so you need to accept to finish second. A weekend like first and second in the heat is just good, uh, 47 points. I took a little bit of points on the on the championship, but you know it's still early in the season to think about the championships. Of course, it's good to, to not lose too much, yep. but uh, if you can win points, it's good. But still uh, 16 races to go, so it's a lot. Uh, Tom Vial doesn't normally crash, but Tom Vial this year has been crashing a lot. Uh, is there anything to that? Is there a reason for that? Can you explain it? Or is it just weird things that are happening? Yeah, I have crashed um, only in Mantova, actually. Okay, in the practice, but in yeah. the race, yeah. Argentina, I didn't crash, and today I didn't crash. So, yeah, you know, in the practice, I, I'm a little bit losing my mind. Like, I'm, I don't I need to stay a bit more focused yeah. because we ride a lot on the weekend. Normally, you know, the last two years, the past two years, yeah. we ride only Sunday, so we need to be focused all the time. Now, when you ride three times on Saturday, you ride two time let's yeah. you always you ride for nothing on saturday so let's be clear okay to check the bike but a lot of time you are not so focused and i did a lot of mistake also on the qualification race you ride for nothing yeah. for some gates so yeah i need to be a little bit more focused not to awkward to do good qualification race and uh, to stay more a little bit more focused but i'm i was happy you know okay, i had a small crash of course in mount was a big one was a mistake for me. I think also from a bit everything yeah. truck was wet, but can happen to everybody. I think uh, I was lucky to walk away. So no, Argentina I had another crash. So yeah, I just want to don't think anymore about <laughs> this. And uh, in Argentina I didn't crash. Today I didn't crash. So no, we are in a good way. And I want to say it like this. And uh, last thing, how much progress have you made with the bike uh, lately? Obviously, at the beginning of the season, it was a work in progress. You didn't have much time in the off-season. Yeah. So what have you learned lately? What improvements have you made lately? And where are you at now? Yeah, since uh, Montova, you know, after the crash in second moto, uh, actually it was, was not good, of course, but uh, that made me walk a little bit on my mind. And yeah, we need to change something on the bike. Yeah. So then I changed and then uh, I went to do one race in France before Argentina. I won there. I had a great feeling on the bike. 
Argentina, Argentina was great. Today was get truck today was was special. I, I think for everybody was slippery and stuff, but I had a good feeling today again. So no, I think we have a good setup. We will see uh, next weekend is outpack tracks, a little bit more outpack. So we will see how the bike is gonna be. But uh, I'm feeling good at the moment. Is it the front end that you were working on more than anything else or yeah, something else? Yeah, the front, the fork. We work a lot uh, on the on the fork with a guy from Waypower, and uh, we found a good setup right now. So I'm pretty happy. Hey, uh, Dirk Grubel, uh, MXGP of Portugal. First of all, you're one rider here. Unbelievable that you've only got one guy, but that's the situation. Uh, got a win, second in a row, so that's good. Uh, after a, a bit of a slow start to the season, Tom's definitely coming back towards his normal self. Not quite there yet, but he's, you can see he's getting there. Yeah, he, he's getting more and more bike time every week, and uh, also the confidence is coming back. Uh, the, the win in Argentina gave him a bit of boost, of course. Today, another win, important for the self-confidence, for the riding. Uh, yeah, speed is picking up. Like you say, he's, he's on the way to his old self. But uh, also we make progress with the new bike. And yeah, we just need, need a bit more time and he needs a bit more time. And, but we, we're getting there step by step. He just said that um, the progress he made with the bike between Mantua and Argentina on the front end was like the game changer for him. That was really where he took that step. Um, what actually went into that? Yeah, I mean, like like I said, it's a new bike. We need to first understand it, how it works, and uh, get get the best out of it. And yeah, it's a lot of riding and a lot of work. And it's a bit missing that four weeks, what he could not train in the winter, and and also parts arriving late and so on. And no, we we find a good balance in that bike by now. And and, and he's the trust is back, and or he's building the trust at the moment. Let's say let's put it that way. And you could see today. I mean, he can push again, and uh, that's nice to see. And that's what we need. Have you been in contact with America much, like the KTM team there? Obviously, they're riding Supercross, so how much can you really take from that? But obviously, I think it's quite well known that they also are struggling with the front end. So have you been comparing notes a little bit? Yeah, we're, we're exchanging ideas, of course. I mean, Supercross is a different sport. I mean, they, they ride way harder setups than us and what is needed in Supercross. But they also have outdoor season coming along, and we exchange ideas and uh, share information, and it brings us forward. I mean, yeah, not so many guys out there. Jeffrey's hurt, and... Uh, Every, every guy who's riding helps us uh, with, with testing more and so on. So, no, we're on a good way. In your mind, how close do you think Tom is to 100%? Like, obviously, you know what the very best Tom is. Uh, based on what you saw today, how close to that do you think he is? Yeah, he, he needs to find another 5 to 8%, I think, and then he's there where he should be. But uh, he showed already today sometimes some things what look normal for him in the past. and. We've been missing so far this year, and uh, but he's building the confidence, and we will see more of that. Before we uh, move on to the other guy, um, the MX2 class, obviously 23 guys today. Uh, Argentina was a special thing. You've been around long enough and seen MX2. MX2 used to be the one that was much healthier than 450 class, so it's weird how it's flipped. I personally think we need to do something about EMX250 because there are too many riders staying in EMX250 for the glory versus going to MX2 to ride around in 14th because obviously everyone wants a trophy, everyone wants to look good on Instagram. I think the fix, quite simple, push guys out of EMX250 quicker, whether you put a 20-gauge rule on it, whether you put a points rule on it like America, just got to get those guys out. I think that's the fix. Uh, what's your take on the situation? Yeah, it's a difficult topic. I mean, I agree. We need to have more riders in MX2, definitely. Uh, that field needs to be filled up. How to do it, this is a difficult question because, yeah, at one point, that class is there, the, the, whoever didn't get a ride in MX2, then they stay down there. But like you say, also when they have the speed, they should move up and they're not that far away from uh, from what we are now, lap time wise, uh, the, the front runners. And But 
to push somebody out and, and, and then they don't get a good team or a good ride, this is difficult. And I don't know what the fix is to it, but there should be uh, taking a look at it for sure. So, Jeffrey, unbelievable for this happened. I still can't quite understand it. I'm very happy he got the championship last year because I feel like that takes a bit of the pain away from the situation. I hear though everything's healing as it should. There's been no complications. Everything's kind of going okay. Although lately I've heard it's taken a little bit longer now. But uh, what is the situation with the injury? Yeah, it's it's a difficult bone. Let's put it that way. And it's healing slowly. And uh, he just got off the crutches, let's say. And starting rehab now a bit more intense and putting pressure on the foot. But we need to take it week by week. And uh, yeah, a foot in motocross is quite important. <laughs> I mean... You, you need to be healthy to, to go out there and, and compete. And yeah, I also would wish it, it goes quicker, and, but we, we can't rush things. It makes no sense to get him out here and he's only healed up 70%. Yeah. He would be able to ride, but why take the risk? And, and he's not fit and championship, let's say it's gone. It would be only for GP wins, but it's also a nice thing to have, of course. But yeah, we need to wait. If he just got off crutches, let's say, Best case scenario, he starts riding beginning of May. Would that be like realistic? Well, that's three weeks away. Or could he maybe start riding, practicing a bit sooner than that? I hope sooner than this. I mean, at one point, once he gets back into the program, then sometimes we see big leaps with him that uh, he's, he's jumping on the bike and feels good and the pain is gone or whatever. But we're not at that stage yet, so we need to wait. So, <laughs> there's another championship coming up. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. It's one that KTM would like to win. It's one that they could do with winning because obviously MXGP here isn't happening. Supercross has been a bit up and down. I've heard that we're at 50-50 at the moment. What can you tell us? What are the conversations? I heard he was in Austria last week for a meeting. Is that true? What can you tell us? Anything. We'll take anything. Well, from, from the Piro Mobility Group's point of view, of course, it would make sense that he rides America. Yeah. Because uh, he, if he's fit, he would be a, a championship contender. And for him also, it would be nice to win another championship. But he needs to be fit to win also that. It's not that the, it's a walk in the park when you fly to America and race there, the AMA. So, no, nothing is decided. Everything's still on hold. And we need to wait the, the progress with his healing. And at one point, we need to take a decision. Obviously, Jeffrey is a very competitive person. He likes to win things. So it's, we can both say, I think everyone knows, he would like to go to America and have a go at winning a championship instead of coming here and just going race to race with no end goal. Yeah, of course. I mean, for us also, still would be nice to win races and GPs. Of well, he's one away from 100, which yeah. is weird as well. <laughs> exactly. This, this also is a nice thing to achieve. But yeah, over there is, is a title on the line, of course. And yeah, for us... For the company would make perfect sense but like i said i for me having the team here and only one rider i would prefer he stays with my team but end of the day is not my decision and it's it's all depending now how he's healing up and then we take a decision which championship he's going to compete say he goes to america say that happens can you run an entire season without a 450 guy under this 10 or would you have to get a fill-in rider if he goes like obviously ktm have done a lot in mxgp they won the championship last year so i feel like with your sponsors with red bull with everyone you've earned a bit of good credit but is would there be pressure there to make that happen no i mean even for ourselves it would be good to have that bike out there that helps us uh, quicker to develop and everything but who are you gonna take i mean we, we tried with matis Poirame and it went wrong. I mean, uh, uh, 450 is not a toy riding on this level. And unfortunately, he got hurt straight away at the first outing. And 
uh, what can I say? But there's there's not many names on the list. Well, I say okay, let's pick this guy now and give it a try because it's it's a potential danger and. Also, the bike gets bad mouthed quickly when, when another guy crashes and another guy crashes just because they're not ready to ride it or we're not on that level, let's say, you know. So it's, it's a potential risk as well. And, and it's, it's not a bad bike, don't get me wrong. I mean, people crash, doesn't matter on our bike, on other bikes. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of the sport lately and it's happening a bit too much. But no, I don't see anybody who could fill in. Well, the problem is, I guess, you can't just have a fill-in. You need a guy who's going to be top 10 at least. Like, at KTM, there's an expectation. If a guy gets on your bike and rides around in 16th, that's not going to help anyone. So you can't just take any old rider. No, it, it just, it's also not developing our bike then. You know, we need to have a certain speed and a certain uh, base with it. And it's like you say, you cannot just get a guy and, yeah, you ride around here. And if you finish top 20, we're happy. That's, that's not the, the case, for sure not. Uh, last thing, let's bring it back around to Tom. Being the only rider under the tent, not having Jeffrey there, obviously when Jeffrey's here, there's a lot of expectation that falls on him. Do you think that has had an impact on Tom at all? Obviously, we're four rounds in now, so maybe he's gotten used to it. But do you think being the only rider under this tent that plays with someone's head a little bit? Nah, because 19, Jeffrey was also not here the whole year, and it was his rookie year even, and he took the pressure easy, and that's not affecting him. No, he's, he's taller than this.